welcome to the show today. Today, we're going to be previewing the upcoming American Society for Gene and Cell Therapy Policy Summit. And our guest is Francesca Cook. Francesca is the Vice President of Market Access at Regenix Bio. So before we get started, I wanted to take a moment to give you some more background about the American Society of Gene and Cell Therapy's upcoming policy summit, which is being held in Washington, D.C. on September 18th and 19th. The policy summit connects attendees with leaders and decision makers throughout the regulatory, policy, and government relations world. The perspectives discussed at ASGCT's policy summit inform regulatory, legislative, and payment policies that impact cell and gene therapy development. It's hard to believe that the ASGCT policy summit's already in its fifth year, and this year's lineup is one of the best we've seen. There are one on one conversations with Nicole Verdon, the new director of FDA's Office of Therapeutic Products, Laura McWright from the Center for Medicare and Medicaid Innovation and Renee Weggerson from the Advanced Research Projects Agency for Health, are just a few of the incredible speakers scheduled to participate on, uh, at this event. So if you are involved in developing and commercializing novel cell and gene therapies, ASGCT's Policy Summit is a must-attend event, and there's still time to register. Check out the full program and register online at asgct.org slash policy summit. That's all one word. And I'll also leave the link in the show notes for this podcast episode. Now, please join me in welcoming Francesca to the podcast today. Francesca is going to give us a preview of what to expect at this year's ASGCT Policy Summit. Maybe to get started, can you tell us a little bit about your background? And I know you've attended the Policy Summit for many years. So tell us a little bit about your background and your experience with the ASGCT Policy Summit. Sure. So I've been in the field, uh, gene therapy field, since 2016. And soon after um, entering kind of this industry, I became a member of ASGCT, the American Society for Gene and Cell Therapy, and shortly thereafter became a member of the Government Relations Committee. Um, so I served on the committee for a number of years, also chaired it um, for a couple of years as well. Um, and our the policy summit was really the brainchild of the first uh, the first chairperson of the committee, Rachel Saltzman. And I think um, her thinking was that um, the gene and cell therapy field was growing, um, moving toward um, products coming to the commercial space. Um, had a base of you know individuals who'd been working in ASUCT in the gene and cell therapy field for a long time from academia, academia, um, and also now was growing kind of with industry members, and it would be a really good idea to bring um, kind of the ASGCT membership to Washington to be able to engage with really policymakers. And so it's kind of like the ability for cross-pollination. So the membership could begin to learn more about um, kind of the policy kind of regulations and policies that would impact the advancement, um, both the research development and commercialization of kind of these um, new novel um, products and also an opportunity to enable policymakers, whether they're from Congress or from you know, the executive branch, the federal agencies to kind of learn about 
um, gene and cell therapies, how they were different, um, and kind of the promise that they could bring to kind of um, the medical kind of therapeutic marketplace. So it was really an opportunity to kind of bring um, that, you know, cross-fertilization pollinization for both policymakers and for the ASGCT membership. And, um, you know, I, I was there for the inaugural um, summit, have been attending ever since and have served both as the moderator for a number of uh, panels and, and co-chairperson of the, of the event itself. It's a great overview, and I know that you have been actively involved and had chaired a number of panels uh, at the Policy Summit in the past. So what what is the Policy Summit all about? How can you distill it down for our listeners? What is this Policy Summit really all about? Yeah, so I think it's all about kind of learning, engaging, and the sharing of information. And I think um, when you work in um, kind of the drug development field, you may be you know, actively working kind of in a lab or in manufacturing or at the academic kind of level, very early kind of R&D um, or even, um, you know, in commercial companies where you're still in the development stage. And while you are focused on kind of your day-to-day activities, um, kind of, I think the policy arena impacts um everything from research and development when you're thinking about NIH and, and kind of funding through, you know, kind of FDA when you're thinking about, um, um, you know, bringing your product to FDA for eventual kind of approval and all of the um, data and evidence that's kind of required. And then certainly on the commercial side, then, you know, Medicare um, and Medicaid are huge, you know, payers for healthcare services um, and so their kind of policies will impact the ability for you know patients to ultimately access these therapies. So I think the policy summit is an opportunity really for learning. And so for those who are not as familiar with kind of the policy side, they get a chance to understand um, and engage with those who work in that arena and learn about what the implications are. Um, and I think for the policymakers, you know, gene and cell therapy, this is a you know very new area. Um, it's different. These are uh, meant to be, um, you know, kind of one-time durable therapies. Our healthcare system is not really set up for them. And we found that some of the issues and challenges that we talked about early on several years ago in terms of the current financing system or even kind of regulatory policy that we've seen changes. And, you know, a couple of the changes, you know, that I think we've talked about early on and kind of you know, we're part of the discussion that has led some policy changes that, you know, RMAT is an example where that's kind of this, you know, regenerative medicine um, pathway at FDA um, that's very helpful to enable, you know, companies to engage more earlier and regular, regular um, with, you know, kind of FDA to really help shepherd those products through or something like even value or outcomes-based contracts. And we've seen, you know, CMS now looking at that specifically for gene and cell therapies. Um, and so it really is an opportunity, like I mentioned earlier, for a kind of that cross-pollinization, fertilization, discussion, engagement um, that can lead to both learning and education and real policy changes. So Francesca, for those people who are attending the, the, the conference live in Washington, D.C. in mid-September, who can they expect to meet and interact with? 
Yeah, so I think in terms of the, uh, the membership and the participation in the conference, you have folks from all across um, uh, kind of in- industry, academia, academia, and those who are in research. Um, you've got those who have a lot of knowledge on kind of the policy side and those who are kind of just learning. So there's a real mix of um, industry, academic, and research-related participants. And then on the um, policy side, you know, this year, we really have an exciting lineup where we have representatives from, you know, FDA, from CMS, from ARPA-H, you know, really exciting. And then we also have a a, um, fireside chat with um, a um, congressional staffer. So I think... There's a really good opportunity to see up close and hear from those <clears throat> on the policy arena. And it's really hard to have those conversations on your own, kind of doing your day-to-day job. So being able to actually have them in person participating in the conference gives you an opportunity to both hear kind of what they're thinking about and what initiatives um, are upcoming and also the opportunity to ask questions and engage. So it's a really nice, I think, mix of both you know, the policy side and then those who are in traditional kind of drug development. So that's a great overview. And as we look closer, let's dive in a little closer now into the policy summit agenda. What are the key sessions from your perspective that are most interesting to you um, from, from your role? Yeah, well, it's it's great. There are so many actually this year. Um, it's hard to just name a few, but I would say um, that one, it will be really exciting to have um, you know, the opportunity to, to talk to Nicole Verdun, who is now taking over um, the Office of uh, Therapeutic Products at FDA. There's been a um, kind of a revamping of that office. And so getting a chance to actually kind of meet the new head and kind of hear about her thoughts for going forward, you know, going forward. Um, I think will be really interesting. I think um, obviously CMS, incredible um, that they'll be able to have um, CMS kind of represented um, at the conference this year. Um, CMMI, the Center for Medicare and Medicaid Innovation, now has a whole new initiative that's really focused on um, outcomes-based, value-based contracts, specifically targeted to gene and cell therapies. This is new. This is dynamic. This has a lot of implications for industry. And I think hearing more about how CMS plans to go about kind of executing kind of this new initiative is it's certainly very much uh, in the news and being talked about and being able to hear from CMS directly, I think, um, is a phenomenal kind of get for um, for ASGCT. Um, I also think it'll be interesting to hear from the folks at ARPA-H. So I think a lot of a lot of people are very familiar with DARPA and DARPA's work on the defense side and how a lot of innovation and creative ideas have come out of DARPA. Um, and so now there's an opportunity to, to kind of re- recreate that kind of out-of-the-box thinking in the healthcare arena. And so hearing from, you know, ARPA-H staff on how that might be relevant for gene and cell therapies, I think is kind of new. And, um, and I'm interested to hear... Um, kind of hear their take on on kind of some healthcare innovations. Um, I also am always interested in the patient related um, panels that we've had at ASGCT. 
And there are a couple of them. There's certainly one talking with FDA and others about kind of patient um, preference and patient reported outcomes and how we ensure that in our clinical studies and trials that we incorporate the patient voice and the patient experience. And um, this is something I think that is really important. And now FDA's um, you know, increasing kind of their focus and interest on including these types of data. And so I think that'll be a great panel. And then um, there's a later panel where you'll have those from the kind of patient community talking about um, kind of challenges and hurdles and experiences in accessing um, gene and cell therapies now that a number of them have been approved. And I think, you know, we will all fail as a community if these new novel, exciting, transformative products aren't able to actually get to the people who need them. And so it's always important to listen to those who are have real world experiences right now and what's happening so that we can work together to kind of overcome those, those challenges and get these products to, to people. Well, Francesca, you're exactly right. I want to build on that for a moment because everyone that I've met in the cell and gene therapy field is so passionate about patient access. And we know there are many challenges and barriers. And at this year's policy summit, as you've indicated, we'll hear from experts that discuss these issues related to reimbursement challenges and policy developments and how they impact patient access. What should we be looking to learn specifically from those sessions? Yeah, no, I think that uh, that's a really good question. Well, you know, another session that we have um, will actually be on coding and reimbursement one-on-one because I think sometimes um, people think that once you get your product approved by FDA, then, you know, everything is, you know, sunshine and roses and everybody will get access to your product. But in reality, that's just one key factor, you know, once you have that FDA approval, ensuring that um, payers, you know, whether it's Medicare or Medicaid or commercial insurers actually are willing to cover your product and pay for your product is really important. And um, coding um, is actually a really key component to ensuring your products will be able to be actually reimbursed. And so, you know, I mentioned earlier that, you know, one of the great benefits of the policy summit is that it's a really opportunity. It's a really good opportunity to learn and grow. And so I think having um, those in industry understanding the importance of coding and how it actually impacts reimbursement, um, you know, is really important. And then companies can really plan to ensure in their kind of commercial strategies um, that they're thinking about, you know, just kind of like fundamental building blocks, building blocks like coding, um, you know, early on. So based on your experience from attending previous policy summits, what can attendees expect to take away from this meeting? Um, I think that, you know, just continuing that learning and growing theme, I think it gives you an opportunity to really immerse yourself in policy topics Often this is new to many of the folks who are participating, but it becomes, you know, an area of further learning and interest after participating in the the, um, policy summit. So I think it's kind of the opportunity to to learn. Um, It's also an opportunity to engage kind of with your peers. You know, with COVID, we haven't had those opportunities as much. And so actually, and while we had the the summit um, remote and then partially remote or kind of in person over the last couple of years, um, there's nothing 
you know, you really can't compare the remote experience to actually being in the room with peers where you can actually have kind of conversations and engage and network. Um, so I think that's, um, you know, really important and great opportunity as well. And I think, um, you know, we mentioned all of the, the you know, policy um, participants from you know, FDA and CMH, uh, excuse me, CMS and, um, you know, ARPA-H in Congress. You know, you just don't get the opportunity to hear from those in government specifically talking about gene and cell therapy issues very often. And so it's really a great opportunity to hear firsthand um, from those who are making policies that are going to, uh, you know, impact both, you know, research and development, but also commercialization of these products. Well, Francesca, as you know, the ASGCT membership has grown significantly. Attendance has grown significantly as well as for the policy summit. So final question is what suggestions do you have for especially first-time attendees coming to the policy summit for the first time, what should they do? What are your suggestions to help them maximize their experience at the summit? Yeah, I think, um, you know, the biggest thing is kind of like listening and, um, you know, and asking questions. You have an opportunity to not only hear from the participants and the panels, but you have the opportunity to engage. And I think really taking advantage of the opportunity to engage by kind of asking questions, by, you know, kind of networking at the break. Um, and then, you know, afterwards, um, you know, reaching out to those that you've met for continued communication. The ASGCT Policy Summit's a great opportunity for all of that. Well, I thank you for your time to do a quick preview and rundown of, of the Policy Summit agenda. And I know uh, our, our listeners will really appreciate it. I know I'm looking forward to listening in and uh, I hope you uh, have a great rest of the day and have a great weekend. Thanks, Francesca. Great. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's episode. And I wanted to come back and just remind everyone that if you're able to get to Washington, D.C. for the Policy Summit, you can still register. There's still time to register to attend in person. But ASGCT is also offering a completely virtual attendance option to those of you who can't be there in person. If you're already familiar with ASGCT, you know the quality of the programming. But if you're unfamiliar, or maybe this is your first policy summit, this is a perfect opportunity to learn what this incredible organization is all about. See the full program and agenda and register online at asgct.org slash policy summit. Or check the show notes for the link to access the registration portal on the ASGCT website.